When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I am Ben Bolin. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, me too. This one made me a little nostalgic. It is. It may, Well, is it? Yeah, I think so. Well, you know, I guess not. I mean, because we could still do this if we wanted to, right? Well, we have three people, I believe, who really wanted us to do this yeah, one. Yeah, we did. We had three listeners who, uh, who wrote in and said that, you know, they would like to hear about Hot Wheels. And, uh, you know, small model cars. And uh, let's see, who have we got here? We've got um, we got Paul from Ontario. And Paul says that um, he wrote in and said that his daughter, who's just, just turned one year uh, – just turned – one year old. Congratulations. Uh, exactly. Uh, just got her first Hot Wheels and says that she picked them out herself, uh, but he's not really certain that she knew exactly what she was grabbing you know, when, she, <laughs> when she grabbed them. But she uh, she selected a Dodge Challenger drift car, a 77 Dodge custom van, which I think you would like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, complete with, uh, complete with flames. Go on. Very cool. <laughs> and a 1965 Ford Ranchero, which is a cool car. That's like, like the um, uh, El Camino looking car. I'd prefer a uh, Canyon Arrow, but I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of cool. So that's yeah. one. Uh, that was Paul from Ontario. Uh-huh. And then uh, Mike from Elkhart, Indiana, wrote in and said that um, uh, basically just wanted to get a, a show about, you know, kind of along the lines of the, the slot car podcast that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mentioning that uh, diecast cars right now are huge for collectors, and he thinks that they're not in the same league as building their own model because he's a modeler, you know, who does like, um, uh, like the plastic models where you glue yeah. everything together. And you paint, but the he pieces. says that they are extremely detailed, and it just boggles the mind how some people customize these types of things. Um, but also wants to mention uh, that Hot Wheels are Matchbox cars. You know, we we should talk about them. And he says either you get it or you don't. And <laughs> I totally understand that, Mike. So that makes um, sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And the last one is from another Mike, and this one is uh, from the internet. Doesn't say where, uh, mm. but it's just included as a PS. I'm still waiting for a Hot Wheels episode. So. <laughs> 
Mike, Mike, and Paul. Uh, we're going to talk about Hot Wheels today, and actually, I think we're going to expand that just a little bit, uh-huh. and we're going to mention Matchbox cars. We have to because Matchbox cars actually existed before Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, actually, a significant time before Hot Wheels. Yes, really, sir. they yeah. um, let's see. Matchbox cars came around in 1953. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until 1967 or 68. I think 68 is the official date mm-hmm. of uh, Hot Wheels. So you know you've got quite a quite a gap there in time. You got what a 15? Is that 15 years? That's quite a bit. That's yeah, 15 years. About 15. About. Yeah, 15 years. Yeah. So a uh, significant time gap between when Matchbox cars came out and when mm-hmm. when Hot Wheels came out. Um, I tend to think about um, Hot Wheels probably more than I do about Matchbox vehicles. And, and although I think I've had both in my past. Yeah, most people who have these kind of toy cars have had a relative give them Hot Wheels or Matchbox, you know, interchangeably as though they're the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, they be, it's become a generic term, which I, I don't know, you know, either, either someone is just comfortable saying it's a Matchbox car or yeah. it's a Hot Wheels car. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if the brand names really particularly matter to the people sometimes that are giving these as gifts to little kids. That's a good uh, they point. They just say, here's a Matchbox car when it could be a, really could be a Hot Wheels car. Mm-hmm. But the collectors, they, w- they would just make them go nuts. Yeah. I mean, they, could, because there are some serious, serious collectors for both Matchbox and Hot Wheels cars. Yes. I've actually got something really cool about that I want to save till the end. Sure. Is that cool? Okay. Yeah, that's good. I'd, I'd like that. But, um, you know, one quick thing here before yes, we sir. really dig into this. Uh-huh. And this is just kind of me coming clean on this, uh, on this topic. All right. Bear your soul, man. I, I think that I, I probably played with, uh, Matchbox slash Hot Wheels cars until I was in about sixth grade. Do you know that? Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I, I look back and I think like, well, I, I, that's probably about 11 years old, 12 years old, something like that. Okay. But I clearly remember, you know, sitting in a friend's gravel driveway and making these very intricate, uh, roadway systems for uh-huh. these matchbox cars and they had, you know, like little home base areas and, yeah. um, it was really, it, it was a lot of fun and we spent all day long doing this, making the entire driveway, mm-hmm. um, you know, just raking these things out with our hands or whatever we had, but, um, it was a lot of fun. Dude, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you're, give yourself a break. You're in sixth grade. It's not like you can get a real car yet. Yeah. So, uh, Brian McQuaid, if you're out there in Indianapolis, Indiana, still listening to me, that was my, uh, matchbox Hot Wheels friend. Uh, awesome. his, his driveway, how's it going? <laughs> That's hey, awesome. Brian. Yeah. You're good people, Scott yeah. Benjamin. You were Brian good McQu- people. His, his dad was going to name him Swade McQuaid. Are you serious? Which would have been a cool name, but, uh, they that stuck with Brian. Sounds his, like mom shut that his, one down. His, exactly. I'm pointing at you because, uh, exactly what happened is mom, uh, quickly said no. Did I ever tell you what my name was originally going to be? No. Until my mom stopped my parents? No. Shepherd. Shepherd, really? It would have been Shepherd Bullen. I would have been the only sixth grader named Shep. <laughs> That's weird, huh? Interesting. Yeah, it's okay. a it's a tangent. The uh, guy who uh oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. No, pretty okay, please. Yeah. Let's 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 start get over. back. Yeah, let's get back to the All topic. All right. So the um when we talk about Hot Wheels cars, we're going to start with a fellow by the name of Elliot Handler. Okay. And uh Elliot Handler was one of the co-founders of Mattel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mattel, if you have any enjoyment of toys at all, should sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't just do Hot Wheels. He cut his teeth on some pretty big names in toys that are still around. I mean, Creepy Crawlers, mainly Barbie dolls, mm-hmm. which I didn't see coming. Really? 
Barbie yeah, but dolls. I mean, if you're in the toy business, yeah, yeah, he uh, he helped develop Barbie dolls and creepy crawlers. And in nineteen uh, in the 1960s, he's thinking hey, his Matchbox market looks pretty good. There's a lot of kids who who want tiny versions of cars. Yeah, and so he starts thinking. You know, his his brain is sort of like a tea kettle, yeah. and percolating, sure. and. Uh, before the 1970s, in 1968, actually, the first Hot Wheels cars hit the market. Yeah, 1968. So uh, we're talking about, um, boy, what do we, what do we, boy, how how far ago, how long ago is that now? At this point, oh wow, quick math, then. fifty quick. plus, fifty, 50 plus. plus. Let's just call it fifty plus. All right, <laughs> I think we're talking fifty three years. At this yeah, point. yeah. All right, so fifty three years ago. No, no, forty three years ago. What are we thinking? I live in the future, Scott. 43 years. So Aww. before anybody writes that, uh, that nasty email, it's 43 years ago. And, uh, you know, it, it's a long, long time and they've had so many cars since then, but they started out with a series of cars that I don't know how to explain this, Ben, but some people, these are like the, uh, the, the ultimate collectible piece. Yeah. For, these are the holy grails. Yeah. I guess that's the way to put it. Yeah. They, they, they had a, a sample run. Of a vehicle to kind of test the vehicle out before mm-hmm. they they uh, they actually introduced them to production, and the sample vehicle that they produced was something called the Beach Bomb, and ah, the Beach yeah. Bomb is is well, it's the bomb, Ben. Yeah, it is. It's the one that people want. They uh, and the reason is because this the sample vehicle that they made, they didn't make a huge production run of these things, mm-hmm. although the numbers are unknown. They don't know exactly how many of them them they made. I believe there are three that are publicly known. Right? Really? Oh, that that few. Because um, I, know I, I don't know, maybe I'm, I might be thinking of a different model. Well, they made them in, in a bunch of different colors, mm-hmm. and um, you know they had these crazy colors. They had like antifreeze green. They had mm-hmm. uh, some type of purple color. They had they had um, a hot pink color, which not surprisingly was probably the uh, the least favorite color <laughs> of all the cars. Right. But they only made a couple of them that they know of, and those have become extremely extremely valuable in this beach bomb vehicle. Mm-hmm. And uh so you know not only is the vehicle itself valuable but if you have a pink beach bomb vehicle that's the one to have because um let me look at my my notes for, real just for a quick second here but there's a couple of different versions of this thing that um that made it valuable and we said that the pink is the, the most valuable how valuable Ben? How valuable Scott? We're talking upwards of like 70 80,000 dollars for a a Hot Wheels vehicle. What you're talking about, Scott? And this is one. <laughs> I yeah, know. I know. That's, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of money for something like this. I mean, it's a one. It's one. Think about this. Think about the size of yeah. a Hot Wheels car. Uh-huh. And we're not talking about a big one. You know, like a, a special edition or anything. Right. This is this is a a pre-production version of this beach bomb vehicle, and it's it's known among the uh, you know the the people that are in the know sure. as the um, uh, as the rear loader. Okay, because they changed it. Is this the one with the surfboard? This is the one with the surfboard. Yeah. You can find a photo of this online. It's pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, look for, you know, Hot Wheels Beach Bomb, B-O-M-B. And, uh, you know, they changed it for production. So, you know, the, the original sample test run that they did, they changed it just a little bit and, and made it a, what they call, um, a, the, the collectors call a side loader vehicle. And that's the one that went into production. And if you mm. find a production version of one now, opposed to the eighty thousand dollars for the, uh, you know, the, the sample the that loader. they gave out to the uh, the employees, um, if you find a a side loader, it's worth about six hundred bucks. 
That's a that's a ballpark. So there's a dramatic difference in price between you know the the production version and the pre-production version. That's still huge. Huge. I, I've got a couple things occur to me. The first and most immediate is that we need to start saving all of the swag that we ever get as a side benefit. Because <laughs> yeah. you know sometimes sometimes uh, here at this job. We'll luck out and we'll get a pretty nifty water bottle or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the moment they give us toys, man, we need to latch on to those. Yeah, Discovery sends us some cool stuff occasionally. And uh, yeah, you're right. Hang on to that stuff. I'm, when I worked for uh, Chrysler, when they, when they did the uh, switch over to Daimler Chrysler, yeah. they sent out a, an employee packet and it had all kinds of cool stuff, including a watch that had Daimler Chrysler on it. It was made by Swatch. Uh, but it was in a nice little metal container and yeah. I, I saved it. I've got it somewhere in a, in a box somewhere. but. Hoping someday that'll be worth something. <laughs> yes. But little things like that, you know, you don't think about much about it when it happens. But, uh, you know, the giveaway stuff can actually be worth a lot of money if you hold on to it long enough. Could be. We've got to emphasize something that you said earlier that I want to make sure doesn't get lost in our shuffle there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about the Hot Wheels cars that are made before uh, being introduced to production. What we're talking about is the Toys, the Hot Wheel car toys are being made, modeled after actual drivable cars that haven't been released yet. Yes, exactly. So it's so it's a brilliant um, and I think very very uh, cool marketing thing, and it's also it's also really neat if you imagine yourself as an employee or something, mm-hmm. and then you get to hold in your hands literally uh, something that you've been working on for years. Um, okay, so I just wanted to emphasize that we're talking about. Sort of a spoiler to outcoming or to coming out cars. Yeah, this read this read this led to the uh, the series of vehicles that a lot of people now, you know, in addition to the the original beach bomb vehicle that yeah. everybody wants, the redline vehicles. And yes. you know, if we didn't mention the redline vehicles, somebody would be up in arms about this because that's uh, that's a series that a lot of people like to collect. And you mm-hmm. know, we we shouldn't gloss over that. You know, the, for a collectible anything, uh-huh. people always find some type of niche. Vehicle that they like to collect. They, I'll only collect Mustangs, or I'll only right. collect Corvettes, or I'll only collect vehicles between, uh, or from the year that I was born, mm. or um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the Redline vehicles, which were made from 1968 until about 1977, mm-hmm. are um, highly collectible vehicles. And a lot of people will, if you if you have some of these in a in a box somewhere, or up in the attic, or wherever yeah. you have them, take a look at what you've got. Go online if you want to part with them because some people will pay a lot of money for your Redline Hot Wheels cars. And when we say Redline, look at the tires. Yeah. The, the, the tires, the yeah, tires are Redline. And, you know, there's something else. There was a mention that, um, you know, they say that um, – oh, shoot. You know, I've got the notes here somewhere. But um, there, there's markings on the bottom of the vehicle that indicate where they're from. They were made either in the United States mm-hmm. or they were made in Hong Kong, I believe, at the time. Yes. And uh, those are some of the, the easy ways to find if you've got an original redline vehicle. And there's a lot of different little cues on these vehicles that will tell you if you've got original or uh, – here we go – reproduction. Yes. Because reproductions are out there, inf- including reproductions of the Beach Bomb. Yes. Which were made in 2002. It was a limited edition, and they only made a few of them. But, I mean, by a few, I probably mean a couple hundred of these things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that that gets out there. And then if you don't know what you're buying, it's just kind of like the auto auction uh, right. podcast right. we mentioned, buyer beware. Sure. Because you could be looking at a production version or rather a reproduction version from 2002. Think you've got an original that's worth 600 bucks mm-hmm. or more. And, uh, you know, so you could there's there's a chance for someone being swindled here. But do your homework because there are forums online 
uh, where, and there are also buying guides. Mm-hmm. There's the Hot Wheels Collector's Guide. Um, and then there's also a helpful eBay guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three of those resources will help you differentiate between reproductions and originals. Yeah, there's so many sites out there. I mean, it's really it's it's hard to imagine this, but because I, I guess I've been out of this for so long, uh-huh. uh, you know, out of the Hot Wheels well, game. Well, I think sixth grade was a long time ago, Ben. You know, for me. Oh. Uh, but there's there's a site that's called HotWheelsCollectors.com. Yep. And uh, the you know the people or person that operates that it's very knowledgeable. Um, you know, you can email questions. You can ask. Uh, you can you just find out a lot of good general information about all these vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, Ben, that I didn't know was that uh, as far as customization of these things. Now, I've I've you know long heard of people kind of taking them apart and and painting them and putting them back together sure. again, or adding decals or kind of making them their own, right? Yeah. Do you know that people? Some people go so far as to weld other parts onto. Uh, Hot Wheels cars and make them kind of unique, you know, stylistic in the way that they want them to be. To be, hmm. it's kind of like a um, like a chop shop. It's like a Hot Wheels chop shop. Yeah, they're they're kind of hacking the toys. Yeah, isn't that cool? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know why I never put that together. That you know, you could sand these things down, take parts of other vehicles, you could stretch them out, you could make limo versions of the same vehicle. Nice. Uh, it depends on your talent level and what you can do with it. But um, yeah, I never just never thought of welding. On, on a Hot Wheels vehicle. Well, you also have to have access to some tools. A welder, a welding Sure, yeah, and you've got to have a lot of patience and all the yeah. uh, creativity and skill to do something like this, and it's important. So these things are blowing up. In the space of two years after their introduction, they even have a television show on Saturday, and uh, like a Saturday morning cool. Hot Wheels show. Yeah, Very cool. And then they have their first collector's, uh, collector's club come out. You know, this is 1970s. It's... Uh, as uh as ODB would say it's for the kids you know we don't ha- you know we don't have a lot of yeah you know <laughs> really? what I'm talking about yeah you went to ODB yeah. ODB huh? um i love that quotation uh, cool. mm-hmm. but um you know at this point it's still it's still very much for the the children you know there are mm-hmm. not a lot of people who are running uh extensive collections and searches yet cuz mm-hmm. there there're just not that many so as we move through this, we see more uh, models introduced. Um, you know, originally 1968, it's like the first 16 Hot Wheels car types. Mm-hmm. And then as they move up, they're making more. They've got 24 models, uh, 24 new models, uh, right, actually right before 1970. And then as we go through the 70s, we see that they start introducing new types of series. Mm-hmm. So not just a new model, but entire new series. Sure, they had like the Sizzler series, which was an electric car. Yeah. Uh, which was, those are pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it had a track layout system that, you know, it had this, this you know, you'd, you'd zip through these stations that would accelerate the vehicle and they were charged and uh, tracks that had more, it was, uh, some of these tracks had, um, the width of the track was more than one car wide. So you could actually simulate racing on a bank mm-hmm. turn. It was really, I mean, they had some really interesting track sets that went along with these cars. I know I had a few set up in my house with the orange track. Oh yeah, you, uh, had you know, some. with the loops. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, the, the launchers and the, mm-hmm. the car. You could put any car you wanted on it as long as it would uh, have the clearance to make whatever jump or whatever you had yeah. uh, set up. But yeah, these were these were pretty intense setups for a while. And you could, of course, customize them. You could buy extra track and make them as long as you wanted to. And 
you know, now online, you can find videos of people that have set up really, really oh, yeah. elaborate tracks. Oh, yeah, it's like Rube Goldberg systems. and racing or something. It's, it's, it's really, so huge really intricate. cool. Yeah, very, very cool stuff. Um, you know, one thing that, that I have to get out there before yeah. we even uh, – and I'm, I'm going to try to look through my notes here. But, you know, a lot of these cars, you know, these early cars, the redline cars, uh-huh. they had working suspensions, Ben. They had they had um, it, it, they were more detailed than you think. I had heard that. Yeah, they had bearings and bu- they had bushings. Mm-hmm. They had uh, you know there was a spacer between the wheels because I think later on they went to um, just a spacer being placed at the outside edge of the wheel. Right. Prior to that, they had bushings inside the wheel, and the wheels were made of you know some different type of plastic that was in, you know intentionally designed so that it would be fast on a track. Uh, one of the track setups that they had, you know, the the loop tracks. Or now whatever. that I did not know. Yeah, they were uh, they were really. I mean, these original red lines. And I, I found the note, by the way. What's up? Um, that you know, I mentioned that you know, if you have an original red line, it's going to be marked that it was made in the USA or in Hong Kong. Uh-huh. Um, the the reproductions were made in China or Thailand. So um, if you take a look at the bottom of your red line vehicle, and it says USA or Hong Kong, you've got one of the original ones. Now. Let's. I, I'm really glad that you talked about the genuine suspension mm-hmm. and uh, some of the other innovations, the the articulation mm-hmm. in in the the build of these things, because in the 70s they start cutting costs, mm-hmm. and so there's a um, there's some discontinuation of some things that have been around before. Um, I believe they. I know they switched paint. They switched the kind of paint they were using, yeah, they which went, is a big thing. They went from that was Spectraflame. Spectraflame, yeah. Spectraflame paint, which was uh, something that everybody said kind of really set them apart from every other vehicle. You know, like the Matchbox cars, especially were out there. Matchbox. Yeah, cars. well, it yeah. set them apart from yeah, especially uh, they, um, <laughs> the Spectraflame. I guess was something that was really unique to Hot Wheels at the time. Mm. And uh, when they discontinued that, I think it made a lot of people upset. But um, at the same time, you know, they they moved on. But also, uh, I I do believe this is this is the time where where we see some of those uh, points of articulation that we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, some of those details in the sculpting start to go away as well. Yeah. Is, is over the 70s. Now, uh, as you said, did you already say 1977 last year for redline tires? Uh, yeah, I think I did. Okay, I, think I okay. mentioned that 77 was the end of the redline era. Well, the first collector's handbook, two big things happened in 1981. Hulk Hogan is born, and the first Hot Wheels handbook comes out. Oh, wait, no. August 11th, Hulk Hogan was born. I was born on, in 1981 on the same day as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. No. He's oh, after me. Man, Hulk the Hulk Hogan. is going to – He was born in 81, huh, Ben? I, oh, man. He, oh, he's going to kill me. Oh, he hasn't aged well. He's, he's going to call me after that one. <laughs> um, but uh, this is – now we're getting to – Wait, wait, wait. What? Are you intentionally trying to get Hulk Hogan to contact you? No, not anymore. I think that's what's not going anymore. on. Not anymore. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, yeah I think that I'm, seemed like uh, it might have been a little intentional on Ben's part. I think. No, I uh, I was a, a big fan of Hulk Hogan as a kid, and then when I found out we both had the same, we were born on the same day. I just I I, I felt really into it. Yeah. All right, I'll I, buy that for now. I didn't even like wrestling that yeah, much. We'll see True what happens. Story. Ask we'll my mother. Happens. Ask her. We'll give out the email address at the end. Contact us if you're listening. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Wouldn't that be trippy? <laughs> um, all right. So then we start seeing Hot Wheels, you know, uh, continuing. This is where they're really starting to become a, a an iconic part of American culture on a widespread scale. Okay. You know, you find them in cereal boxes. Mm-hmm. You find them in Happy Meals uh, over the 70s and the 80s, you know. And then you find a lot of these uh, specialized series, 
you know, the trick Hot Wheels. Yeah, I've got a couple of those. Do you? Yeah, there were, there were, I don't have the, uh, the Treasure Hunt series or whatever those were. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But I have some of the, uh, there were some gold edition cars that came on, um, uh, they were on pedestals, I think, and they were Corvettes. Ah, uh, yeah, um, gold medal speed. Yeah, that must have been it. Yeah. I, don't, I had, I have the whole series of those. It was water damage, the boxes were, but, um, I still have them. Unopened? Yeah, they're unopened. But Whoa. they've got a little bit of water. They're a little warped in the corners, but that's it. Okay, uh, so they're not mint. No, or, not you know. by any means. But yeah, I, I actually was a huge collector of, of Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars for a mm. long, long time. 1991. 1991. That's when they produced their billionth car. Ah, very good. Billionth. He said a B, billionth. Billionth. B. B as in Benjamin. Billionth. Wow. Um, and then I'm really glad you said the Treasure Hunt series because here's where we start to see the production of vehicles – I would argue specifically for adult collectors. Really? Yeah, because there, there's like 10,000 of each treasure hunter car. Oh, wow. So that's not very many, especially if you consider they've sold a billion. Yeah. And, uh, this is, this is mid nineties. Um, right now, what seems to be the most valuable, the version of the pink beach bomb, mm-hmm. uh, is actually the white 67 Camaro. Cause no that, kidding. that's like over 300. So you should check back through, hmm. see if you got any one of those. Um, now we've, we're, we're moving up, you know, we're progressively moving toward, uh, the modern day, I guess. It's so strange that now the eighties and nineties are no longer the modern mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Um, so 1998 hot wheels have been around for 30 years and they release a car for each year they've been open. So they have a new, they have a series of 30 different cars coming out, right? Very cool. Pretty cool. Oh, and then 10 years later, they mm-hmm. had the, uh, the, this diamond crusted version for the, uh, the 40th anniversary. Oh, remember yeah. That one? They, yeah. They, I mean, you can see somebody with white gloves holding this vehicle. I, I forget the, <laughs> uh, the value placed on that one. I'll have to dig through my notes. Is again, it like but, the, it's like the gray poupon? Yeah, it kind <laughs> of is like that. I mean, I know I've got a picture of it here somewhere and that's easy to find online. The 40th anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, vehicle, but it's spectacular, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, um, and then, you know what, Ben? You know, I, I think we need to talk about, the full-size Hot Wheels vehicles. Oh yeah, we do. Because this is this is pretty. Uh, well, man, I don't know how. I don't even know how to describe how cool these cars are. <laughs> um, they have made full full-size, you know, full-scale that you can drive Hot Wheels vehicles um, that are actually operational. You know, you can you can jump in them and turn the key and they start up and you can drive away um, if you're lucky enough to drive one. These are, of course, uh-huh. all individual vehicles and not production. Right. But um, the first one that they made was the Twin Mill. And the Twin Mill was one of the cars that was early, early on. I think it might have been 1969 or something when it was uh, as a Hot Wheels product. Mm-hmm. So they take the product and they make them into a full-size vehicle. It's got two engines. Um, this is like a 1,400-horsepower car that has you know two great big giant V8s sticking out of the top of it. It's Mind a green blowing. color. It's awesome looking, really cool. And you know you go through the, the, uh, the list of vehicles that they have made, and there's several now. There's uh, the Diora, the Diora 2. There's a GTO that they made. Um, there's a, a, a racing truck, you know, from from Dodge. Uh-huh. Ford Focus, Mustang, and then there's uh, there's you know these other ones that are like the drag cars, uh, the snake down the snake prude home. And, yeah. Um, here's one that's interesting, Ben, and this is I, I'll give you a little bit. This may take about three minutes, but I think this is worth mentioning. Time is our time spent here. I'm going to tell you to look up it. a vehicle, and you know, so everybody can see this car. But there's a Camaro. 
that has Hot Wheels emblazoned on the side. It's number 25. Whoa. It's from the American yeah. Equipment Racing uh, – well, it's from the SCCA series, the Sports mm-hmm. Car Club of America. Um, it raced in the Trans Am Championship. The driver was Jack Baldwin. And uh, this particular vehicle, Ben, I don't know if I have ever mentioned this in the past, but I had a neighbor that worked promotions for the Hot Wheels team back during the time when Jack Baldwin was driving this vehicle. You have never mentioned this. He was uh, his name was Charlie. He was a neighbor of mine. All right. And the reason that Charlie is important is because, uh, well, I mean, Charlie's important anyways. But right. I'm saying that he was important <laughs> at the time because um, he's a neighbor of mine, and I was kind of into you know getting into this this racing thing early on. This is when I had that Ford Festiva that I've talked about many yeah. times. So yeah, it was really popped up, right? Uh huh. Um, this is the early 1990s. And this guy, he, he worked promotions for Hot Wheels team. I don't know what his exact title was, but he would, he would drive in a street version of this car. He, he would bring this home and park it right next to my car in the, in the, uh, in the parking. Right area next structure. to the Festiva? Right next to the Festiva that was, it looked exactly like the race car. Wow. But he drove it on the street. And how cool was that when I was, you know, just out of high school? Did you ever get to ride in it? I did, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he would drive this thing cross country though and stop it. You know, let's say he's had to stop at Kmart on the way. So it's like a PR tour. It's a PR tour. And he would have things like, I mean, it had cool things like, um, you know, it was a street version, but it did have, you know, the red and white wheels like this one does. Uh-huh. It was totally decaled up like this one. Had a little bit of performance upgrades, but nothing much. But he had like the light bars like the pace car would have. And he oh, had the, cool. the flashing strobes that were totally illegal. Um, <laughs> but the guy, you know, this is uh, a significant vehicle because it was actually, um, it was one of the most successful Trans Am series cars that the, the, the ever raced in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1993, it was the first team that ever captured three consecutive championships. Jeez. Um, the guy was also named, he, of course, he, um, he won the International Motorsports Association GTU Championship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a really significant vehicle. And the cool thing about Charlie was he would give me some of the giveaway stuff that he got at the races and through, you know, through his job. So I would come out to my car in the morning, Ben, and I would sometimes have a, a small cardboard box on the hood of my car that would have like a racing banner, you know, from one of the races. Yeah. Like the cool big, um, you know, vinyl banners. He would seriously. It would say Hot Wheels on it. And it, sometimes it'd be a polo shirt that would have a Hot, Hot Wheels logo embroidered onto it. Um, that he was just giving to me. Yeah, wow. I, I still have that Hot Wheels shirt. What it's, a nice guy! It's, it's wrapped around one of my cars, my car collection. Um, I have you know, Rain-X shirts from the Weather mm-hmm. Channel. Um, all kinds of just race giveaways that he would give me um, on a regular basis. He was a really cool guy. Yeah, he sounds like. I, really and to have it. that job, I mean, how cool would that be to drive across country in what looks like a race car? You just park it for a couple hours, and then you're headed on to Texas or wherever. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, way. sorry. That was way, way no, off No, no, no. That's, that's crazy. Very Hot Wheels related. I mean, th- that car was awesome. I've only got one thing to to end on. before. Yeah. Uh, I've got I, two. You've got two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, will you go first? I will. Okay. Okay. First, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm making it number two. So we've got uh, – you've got one. I've got another one. Oh, okay. All right. So um, – one thing I want to mention is this this kind of uprising of this uh, this mention of Team Hot Wheels. Ah, and Team Hot Wheels. Is this what you were yes. getting at too? Because we didn't talk about what you no, were talking about. No, but I I am I am uh, 
interest in what you have right, to well, say about them. All right, well, we talked about the jump that happened uh, ahead of the Indianapolis 500, right? Uh-huh. We talked about that incredible jump that was that was made there. Yeah. Um, that was called Fearless at the 500, if you want to look it up online. It's an incredible jump done by the uh, one of the Team Hot Wheels drivers. And you can watch it. Now, they've got this whole backstory that goes along with this, and Team Hot Wheels and the, the red series, the red driver, the blue driver, the green driver, the yellow driver. Yeah. The yellow driver was the one who made the, uh, the jump at the 500, the fearless jump at the 500. Uh-huh. Well, they've got this whole backstory that goes along with this that, you know, Mario Andretti is, is t- telling everybody that, you know, he was on the team and he has been for the last 43 years. Oh, but we have to tell people. That, what? They're mystery drivers. That's the thing. Yeah, they're mystery drivers. You don't know who's involved in this whole program. And they've got this thing set up. It's like it's kind of really cool, Ben. It, yeah. They've got this backstory that goes back decades. And they talk <laughs> about how, you know, 43 years, which makes sense because the beginning of Hot Wheels, right? Right. They talk about a test, you know, proving ground that was a real secretive location out in the desert. And they've yeah. got these loop-to-loop tracks. And uh, they try, they just push cars to the limits. Uh-huh. Right? And Mario yes. Andretti is part of this and other drivers that you would recognize, Right. Right. Okay. The, you know, they've supposedly driven indie cars upside down. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ben. For those listeners that want to uh, keep some of the magic, turn off your uh, your podcast right now. But um, for the rest of you who want a spoiler, as much as I want this to be real, it's not real. Yeah. It's not real. It's kind of a, uh, a Disneyland-type uh, you know promotional video stunt-type thing that they do here. Which doesn't mean it's bad. No, it's not bad because it's still really cool, and I love watching the videos, and I love I, – I, I so badly want this to be real. I wanted there to be a Hot Wheels test facility in the desert that we didn't know about for 40 years. It's kind of like the Keebler Elf thing. I, I, I so wanted it to be real, Ben, but it's just not. I mean, and there's ways to kind of determine that it's not, and you can look up some of the uh, supposed engineers that are actually actors that you can find in other – um, other works, other works, yeah, that have been done much much more recent. You know, but the, uh, the, the jump – is real. The jump is real. And, and they it, do do some spectacular stunts. And they, there truly is a Team Hot Wheels, you know, where they do, uh, spectacular jumps and spectacular mm-hmm. promotional, yeah. you know, uh, activities all around the world. But all of the test footage and all the, uh, you know, the loop to loop tracks and the upside down IndyCar and all that stuff, unfortunately, not real. Yeah, but that still it doesn't mean it's bad. I no. think it's pretty cool. I still encourage you to watch it because I, mm. I love watching that type of stuff. It's neat. Do you know what I want to end on? What would you like to end on? The most expensive Hot Wheels car. Oh, great. This is a one-off. I, I don't know if you're going to tell me if this counts or not. Some listeners might say it doesn't count. Okay. Because uh, you can't buy it in the store. Uh, this is allegedly the most expensive car in the world. There's only one. Mm-hmm. And it's for the 40th anniversary. Ah. You know the one I'm talking about. I do. Okay. For uh, – for the bargain basement price, which I'll announce in a second, you can buy a car, a single car that has 2,700 blue, black, and white diamonds covering uh, its frame, which is, of course, made of 18-karat white gold. 2,700 diamonds? 2,700 diamonds. And this is a car that you can hold in your hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're small diamonds, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to uh, I'm gonna say that, again, of course, it's a one-of-a-kind jeweled car they have uh i I believe that they auctioned it Mm -hmm. i'm not sounds right not completely sure and uh here you go i'll show you a picture here buddy okay very nice very nice a little bit bling bling for me yeah a little bit red line series 
Yes, of course. Of course it's a red line series. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready, my friend? I am ready. I, I bet that car is going to cost more than the uh, $1 or $2 that you know the cars that come in the blister pack cost. Yes, you're on a roll. Significantly. Right. You're right. Okay. It's going to be more like 100 bucks. Now keep in mind that's 2700 diamonds? Th- yeah, almost 3000 diamonds. I'm going to I'm going to go more than $150. You are correct, sir. It is a uh, $140,000. $140,000. Uh-huh. No kidding. Which if I I believe that beats the world's most expensive hamburger. Wow. But uh yeah, so it's it's sort of a one-off project just to say just for Hot Wheels to say happy happy 40th anniversary, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I certainly wouldn't see myself buying this, but some people like uh, – uh, some people have the money you to think, I wonder if it's stuff. in the hands of a museum or if it's you know a collector that got it. I just I'd wonder who would buy something like that. Uh, well, I've got the article here from Gizmodo Definitely saying – Definitely unique. The, yeah, the vehicle was unveiled by multi-platinum recording artist, car enthusiast Nick Lachey. Uh, it'll be auctioned off to benefit, um, or it was auctioned off uh, in 2008 hmm. to benefit Big Brothers Big Sisters. Oh, very good. So it went to a good cause. Excellent. And uh, that is currently, as far as I know, the most expensive Hot Wheels car. If somebody wants to write in and let us know about a more expensive one it, without trying to sell it to us, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't, nobody write in and say we've got a bargain basement price on the uh, pink beachcomber. For yeah, me. I've, I've got one here. But it looks like my mom minivan ran over it a couple times, but uh, I'm going to give it to you for 150. I keep picturing I keep picturing someone typing the email and pulling a Doctor Evil. <laughs> one billion dollars. One million dollars. Uh, sir, we've uh, there's been a lot of inflation since we're in space. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so we're we're on a tangent, but what I. All I can say, the the last thing I have to say is that I grew up with these cars. I loved them. If you're listening to our podcast and you're a younger listener or you also loved these cars growing up, then you know exactly how it feels when someone in your family is like, oh, I'll get you a toy car and it, and it's not – it's not the right kind. It's yeah. not a Matchbox or a Hot Wheels. Don't get me wrong. I was always grateful to get those cars. But I actually, uh, in full full disclosure, I actually pawned a couple off on Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have them on my desk. Yeah. Unopened. Unopened. Yeah. But those aren't Hot Wheels. No, they're not. No, no they no. were knockoffs. Mm-hmm. I've got several of those uh, stowed away in a drawer also at home, you know, that uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, just didn't really spark my fancy, mm-hmm. I guess. They were... Uh, Knockoffs are just a type of vehicle that I didn't particularly like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, um, uh, who was it? Paul from yeah. Ontario. He yes. said, you know, he let his daughter pick out the vehicles that she wanted. Yeah, and, and she had some uh, interesting choices. I, yeah, she did. It's some good choices, really mm-hmm. good choices. And, uh, you know, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Pick them out yourself. And, uh, Paul. They're only can, like a buck or something like that. Yeah. Well, that's a, what a deal. What a deal. And maybe a dollar or two, maybe at this point. I don't know. But they're, they're a bargain. Even I think that's a deal. Yeah. So Mike, Mike, Paul, we hope you guys uh, have enjoyed the show here on Hot Wheels. We were actually a little bit startled, and our producer Liz was also startled that we hadn't covered this before. So. Yeah, there's, you know what? There's yeah. so much more that we need to talk about about these. I mean, really, there's just there's a lot to dig into. We could drill down into just like the beach bomb story. Yeah, or just the the track setups because mm-hmm. uh, I had some awesome tracks when I was a kid, and, yeah. and some of the newest things that people are doing with those tracks. And the history of the designers yeah, involved, and the collection, you know, like. 
the 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 different uh, areas of collection that people can get into the very uh, specific niche, areas, yeah. the, the niche markets that people like. Um, just there's so much. Do you say niche or niche? I don't know. I, I kind of switch. I don't know. Anyway, but um, yeah, now I've, we've got to stop because I'm starting to feel bad for all the stuff we didn't cover yet. That's <laughs> right. But nonetheless, we hope you guys have enjoyed this look at the history of Hot Wheels and some of the neater, more fascinating things about it, along with the mystery drivers. Uh, let us know what you think. You can find us, of course, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we've got plenty of information at our website, which we hope you've heard of. And if you'd like to hear more about a uh, an automotive toy that you grew up with or anything of interest, please send us an email at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.